Todd for breakfast. Tastes of the Midwest. All right, yes, another edition of Taste of the Midwest. Yes, we are back. And, uh, hey, we're back with Gilly. Uh, for those who don't know, Gilly, of course, is from the Midwest Food Industries Alliance. Gilly, how are you doing? I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we've been in the studio together, but really... Just a couple? Just a couple, yeah. Well, but really looking forward to getting uh, into our second series because mm. can't believe we actually have wrapped the first series yeah. of 10, which is awesome. And so very excited to kind of get underway again today. And just quickly, um, a quick refresher on the Food Alliance itself for those who may not know what it is. Yep. So the Midwest Food Industries Alliance is an incorporated association. We're actually a food industry cluster, which means that we work across all elements of the supply chain, if you like. And I suppose one of our real big core objectives is to promote and highlight all things Midwest WA food and beverage, because Mm. there's just, as we saw in the first series, some fantastic people doing great innovative things in food and beverage. Um, And really, we're also seeing an extension of that into our hospitality partners as well. So much local produce appearing on menus, and that's really exciting too. Yeah, and all those old episodes are still there through the listener app, links all through the socials and on the um, food website as well. Is that right? Yes, www.midwestwafood.com.au and also our Midwest Food uh, Facebook page, which is growing. I'm nearly at my 750 likes. Oh, nice. I'm kind of... on a mission, so we really want to get those uh, up there because actually what we're seeing, the benefit of having lots of uh, likes and followers on there is our ability to showcase things mm. more widely. And we've got lots of people kind of starting to go, hey, I didn't really know that was happening. Awesome to know that now. So the more people we get on board, the more we can spread the message. All right. And you brought in a couple of guests and I hope they've liked the Facebook page. I guess we're about to find out. Uh, it could well, be a little bit awkward. Well, uh, if they haven't, it's an opportunity <laughs> to. <laughs> So, uh, um, yeah, all right. Well, so if I can introduce today and then I'm I'm going to give a little bit of a background to how this particular podcast has come around. So we have Rebecca Girdwood, who's the CEO of the Yamaji Southern Regional Corporation. Welcome, Rebecca. And I've also got Kingsley Songer here, directors uh, from Four Ways Fresh, one of our major horticultural producers in the region. Welcome, Kingsley. All right. So just to set the scene a little bit, Todd, um, over the course of this year, I've had the great opportunity to be out talking to a lot of individuals and businesses in our Aboriginal agri-food space. Mm. And uh, that culminated on the 29th of June. We were uh, fortunate to host um, a meeting uh, called the Aboriginal Agri-Food Business Meeting for the Midwest. First time it's been done. And the aim of that was really just to bring people together in a collaborative conversation to find out a little bit about what people are doing what opportunities and support needs there might be and also to see, um, you know, what's happening already and what's on the ground. And I suppose I'd had the good opportunity to speak to a representative of Yamaji Southern uh, before Rebecca came on board and had a meeting with Kingsley. So I was aware that there was something very exciting happening between Mm. these two organisations. And most importantly, I think, in this space is to recognise that we're not just talking about bush foods but we are talking about food and food production in general, Mm -hmm. and that includes commercial food production as well. And so today I thought to lead off our second series of the podcast, uh, given that we've just recently had our agri-food meeting, that it would have been great to have Kingsley and Rebecca in to talk about the joint venture between their two organisations. And it's very much, as I understand, you know, it's a work in progress. It's Mm -hmm. a a starting thing. But what it's also doing is showing... um, 
what's possible. And and as part of that also, we had Alan Beatty, the CEO of the Noongar Land Enterprise Group, talk to us last week at our business meeting. And they're quite advanced in some of their work that they're doing in that space. They're actually a grower group, mm -hmm. um, so they operate a little bit differently. But Alan brought some great ideas uh, of how they're working in the space of um, both uh, bush foods in and in horticulture and in honey and things like that. So I thought today maybe we might get both Rebecca and Kingsley to introduce themselves and their organisations and then talk to us a little bit about this exciting new endeavour for uh, food production in the Midwest. So Rebecca, couldn't that's where you start with yourself. A little bit about yourself, uh, Yamaji Southern, um, what's happening in your area and then we'll introduce Kingsley and then um, yeah, talk about the joint venture. Yeah, thanks. Um, obviously, uh, I'm the new CEO of Yamaji Southern Regional Corporation. Uh, I've been here three months, <laughs> so uh, still very new. And really, I've been brought on to um, really make sure that the organisations work really well since the uh, Indigenous Land User Agreement was signed with the state government a couple of years ago. And a key part of what we're trying to do at YSRC is to create economic returns for the Yamaji Nation and the Yamaji people so that we can actually create programs and services for the community because the package is actually an economic development package. So a key part for us is to actually invent, invest in enterprises and in organisations and to look at joint ventures where we can actually create an economic return. So uh, this one with the cucumbers and with Four Ways Fresh is a great example of how I think uh, that allows us to create long-term sustainable returns for uh, the Yamiji Nation and its people. Yeah, and I think... Uh, when I first met with Kingsley and uh, learnt a little bit more about this, a big part of what the Alliance is doing is focusing on partnering. And, you know, the, this podcast series is is a direct um, kind of example of mm. partnering with Todd and the Triple M team. Um, there's no, you know, no money changes hands for this. No. It's it's all about investment in the community because if we really grow what's happening in the Midwest, then the economic benefits will flow from that. So I also see this as a great example, even though there's a commercial joint venture wrapped around it, it is inherently a partnering activity um, as well. So Kingsley, um, to just share a little bit about yourself and Four Ways Fresh because, you know, people see a lot of cucumbers but no, don't necessarily sometimes uh, wrap the name of the producer around that as well. And so I think it's a good opportunity for you to also introduce, you know, the work of your organisation in the region. Thanks, Gilly. Yeah, well, I've always been, uh, Four Ways Fresh has been uh, a registered or incorporated company since 2001. So we've been around the place for a fair while. Uh, we 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 growers and we're also we're also wholesale so we pack and wholesale as well so we 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 do a bit of do a bit of everything. Uh, the supermarkets are our major customers. Coles, Woolworths, Audi, and, and Costco are our four biggest customers, um, particularly up the eastern seaboard. But we're also growing our share here in WA, particularly after we've. Uh, got the uh, facility out at uh, out of Bootnell. Yep. Um, so we've uh, we've we've grown. We're looking to grow our growing facilities, and this has always been the goal. Originally, we came to Geraldton. We used to buy fruit out of Geraldton for oh, 20 years or so. We've been buying fruit out of this region, and when we were looking to expand our growing facilities, Geraldton was the obvious place to go because we knew the quality of fruit we'd get from coming from this. Uh, part of the world, and also uh, it's in our off season in South Australia. So we're growing the fruit in uh, over here. Yeah, when in South Australia, it's cold, and we and we struggle to get too much fruit out of the local growers over there. So we, as I said, we've been growing fruit from over here for buying fruit from over here for twenty odd years. Seven years ago, we bought the uh, 
the um, Greenfield site out at uh, out on Bootnell Road and uh, started building. We built our first hundred tunnels. Uh, uh, we've got our first crop offer there six years ago, so this Fantastic. is our basically our seventh uh, seventh crop that we're we're, uh, we're growing this year. We've grown that to we've got 178 greenhouses out there now. Um, with a uh, with that we're actually producing, we've got another hundred which we've we've just finished building, yeah. uh, which will come into production next year. So we'll have basically 278 greenhouses out there next year supplying predominantly cucumbers, the uh, three different varieties of cucumbers that we'll be growing out there. Uh, at this stage, around 10, 10 to 12% of that winds up in the WA market. The other other 80-odd, 90% goes back to South Australia. Uh, it's processed over there and we, we send it out to the um, Melbourne and Sydney and uh, a little bit goes up to Brisbane and obviously the Adelaide market. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, yeah, that's where we've come from to here. All right. <laughs> Who would have thought that cucumbers were so popular? Like, well, <laughs> you think uh, about it, it's a lot of cucumbers. That is a lot of cucumbers. And I think there's, um, and Kingsley, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this because you're probably far more across, you know, the stats on it. But my understanding is that at various times of the year, we produce from this region about 50% of the available cucumbers across Australia. Yeah, that's about it. Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's a bit comes out of Queensland, uh, very little out of South Australia this time of the year. So another yep. big percentage of it comes out of uh, out of the Geraldton region this time of the year. And mm. I, and I think um, Kingsley's also picked up on a great, um, you know, if we look at we look at ourselves as a growing region, is that having come from you know twelve years down in the southwest where we you know there's a good amount of rainfall down there, but we also lack sunshine sometimes in the southwest and and soil gets too cold to grow grass and things like that. And I think you've really picked up on you know the benefits of our production zone in the Midwest is that when other areas are cold. We're cooler, but it's our time to actually shine, pardon the pun, mm. because we've got sunshine mm. and we've got enough rain or enough groundwater um, to be able to, you know, grow great produce. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, that's, as I said, we've been bringing fruit from this part of the world for 20-odd years, so yep. we're well aware of the benefits in, in growing fruit here. It was the reason we decided to, do, you know, to put our yep. investment dollars into uh, into the Geraldton region for, you know, for that reason, because we yep. know how good the fruit is that comes out of here. And I think um, it's been one of the things that comes up a little bit, I suppose, in my line of work. Uh, in work. And Todd, I think you know you guys do a great um, job in promoting this. Is that if we actually want to bring investment to our region, we have to highlight those positive positive things about our growing capacity here, because a lot of people look at it and go, "Oh, you don't have enough rainfall, and you don't have enough this, and you don't have enough that." We've got to actually turn that narrative around a little bit and start looking at all the positives, because and this was something I. Um, had a discussion with a major um, uh, grower uh, group. And as I said, look, you can look to the Midwest for your winter uh, times when things aren't growing where they normally would uh, down in the Southwest. We actually can bridge that gap there. And so then that's another, you know, food uh, partnering opportunity. Mm. Um, all right. Well, so we've talked a little bit about both organizations um Todd it'd be great to hear don't you think about this joint venture yeah. you know what, what is Speaking a joint of venture opportunities you know. and everything else um feel free to just jump in whomever uh, to kick things off but yeah tell okay. us about this uh, joint venture well, this I guess, opportunity I guess and I've been here the here the longest between the two of us I'll, uh, we started I guess I've got more gray hair than you have yeah, only just, so you know you. like we're okay uh, in that space uh, <laughs> I, I, we a couple of years ago probably almost 3 years ago now we had a meeting with um, uh, Fred Taylor uh, from uh, from over this part of the world. Uh, uh, he was uh, attending a uh, an Indigenous conference in Adelaide 
at the time, and we met with, um, at the time, uh, Yamaji's um, consultant, a fellow by the name of Paul Case in, in Adelaide, we, and, and uh, my CEO and owner of the business, Yui uh, Lee and myself, met, met them uh, for a coffee in Adelaide and sort of discussed the very broad scope of what we may be able to do in conjunction with uh, the Yamaji people at that time. Now, things have come a long way since then, but that was the, that was the sort of starting point we did you know, we did a whole lot of justification numbers and the sort of stuff we needed to do to see whether the thing would work for both parties. Uh, because one of the issues that we had was that, well, we'd already uh, put a significant amount of funding in here and, we'd, and we were looking to grow our growing facilities in South Australia. So it was a matter how far can you stretch the dollar. Um, so when the opportunity came along with the energy, we thought, well, here's an opportunity for us to, to secure the amount of fruit that we need because we were still well under what we actually needed. Yep. Uh, and there was somebody else was, you know, we were going to be able to get into a partnership with somebody who had the available funding or may have the available funding available to um, actually make it happen. Yeah. So it sort of pro- progressed from there. Nothing sort of happened much for 12 months other than to and froing and putting some numbers together and making it all happen. And then, you know, a couple of years, uh, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, we started to uh, – uh, get involved uh, a lot closer with the uh, with the uh, with the energy and the IBA, and I'll let uh, I'll let um, Rebecca, Rebecca talk yeah. a little bit more about that. But you know, so we we the, the partnership was formed, and uh, we formed this joint venture. The idea of the vo- joint venture is that uh, the joint venture, which is called Yamaji Fresh Produce Proprietary Limited, it will it will basically run the, the farms out there. So there'll be the the uh, Yamaji side of the uh, the, the uh, facilities and our facility come together, and that'll be uh, basically run as a joint venture. Mm-hmm. So the and then the you know the, obviously there's a there's a rental capacity available, so you're getting some some income back from uh, from the uh, from your what we put into the into the uh, facility out there. Plus, of course, at the end of the day, it's all about what we at the bottom line. We share the profits, and and life goes on. So that's looked very broad broad terms, but that's really how it all happened. Sort of, yeah, you know. I think it's important to note that um, YSRC is the organisation mm. um, made the decision to participate in the joint venture. Um, whilst there was work done by individuals to start, it was actually, you know, the organisation has made that decision to to, to be able to return that benefit back to the energy yeah. people. So Indigenous Business Australia and YSRC bought some land out adjoining to where the existing Four Ways Fresh um, piece was. So we bring the land to this part of our joint venture and then obviously we have a an agreement, a management agreement and an offtake agreement so that all the cucumbers grown actually go through four ways fresh and as um, Kingsley said, what gets sold then gets divided in profit mm-hmm. um, back to the two entities. And I think over the next few years we're planning on putting 375 mm-hmm. tunnels um, and, you know, that's sort of, you know, 10,000 plants per tunnel type thing and they take about five to six weeks to grow from seed through to when they can first start to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as I've said, you know, a number of crops couple of crops at least a year, which is fantastic. Um, and so for us, it's really important that we create opportunities not only from potentially from employment for Aboriginal people, but to be involved, but also to actually invest wisely and commercially into yeah. into business opportunities. And, and we see um, this as a really good, strong, robust commercial uh, enterprise. It happens to be in food. Yeah. Um, we also have a, a water company that we're getting off the ground as another investment. Mm. So, yeah, we're starting to actually look at where this goes. But... For me, this is really exciting. You know, the 
the greenhouses start to get built mm. in the you know in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, hopefully finished by January. Um, and then, you know, a few months after that to deep rip and get the ground organised and the retick and everything. And mm. hopefully we should have our first crop the middle of, you know, sort of yeah, July, yeah, August yeah, next year, yeah. mm. um, which is really exciting. So we'll start to see that. So um, it's a, you know, the things like the dam's got to be finalised, it's been started and, yeah. and you know, all those things that actually make it really worthwhile are, are all kicking off in terms of that joint venture. So we were out there last week getting our feet muddy and yeah. uh, and those type of things, but, um, yeah, it's a really great opportunity, I think, for yeah. both of us. Wow. Um, so really... I guess there's no real limit to the opportunity when it comes to the organisation itself. As you mentioned, um, your food just so happens to be food and nuclear water um, kind of sky's the limit in terms of, I suppose, looking at and, and working with a different people and organisations around the Midwest. Yeah, that's our plan is, is to, as we said, is, you know, if we can make money from the money that the state government are giving us, then we in turn can develop programs and services mm -hmm. and things like that for the Amogee people, you know, yeah. because that's the long-term goal is self-determination and yeah. um, and to have them creating their own wealth and, and those types of things So and their own well-being. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for us. But obviously this is our first major project mm. and, um, you know, Four Ways Fresh have been a great partner in, in terms of getting to this point. So, Well, I think it's, um, you know, when we talk about food partnerships and certainly we had a visiting chef into the region um, a couple of weeks ago and that um, the Alliance Food Alliance helped to cur curate a bit of a producer trip and one of the things that came up about that is, you know, looking at supply chain and scale and those sorts of things. So those supply chain partnerships, you know, of taking something from the ground, you know, to the retail shelf are really important. Um, Rebecca, I'm keen to understand, um, you know, what are the other benefits here in terms of training, employment and those sorts of things that would come out of this sort of joint venture? Uh, look, and, and that can be aspirational at this point, where, you know, whether they're stated in there. But obviously there's one aspect, the commercial. Yeah. Is, are there secondary parts that are also around employment and training? Yeah, I think they are. But I think you've also got to make sure that they're commercially based decisions as well because yep. we need to make sure that people have an interest in wanting to go into horticulture yep. um, and therefore create a career path in terms of that. And I think it's more widely as well for where I see a role for us is uh, not only this, but you know, how do we work with proponents that are coming in for Arrowsmith and Okajee and and we've got you know land ranges, we've got sea ranges, we've got water monitors. So all of those things about yep. getting to kids that are year seven to year nine and saying, hey, there's a whole lot of opportunities if you have an interest in horticulture or you have an interest in working on country, if you have an interest in yep. you know um, being a fitter and turner, you don't have to leave to go and do that. And right. I think from that perspective, creating these types of opportunities and awareness, we're looking at an employment development strategy for the project mm. um, so that, you know, if we if there are people that are interested in horticulture that are Yamiji people, then we want to mm. make sure we've got the right support mm. plans and those types of things in place for them to have TAFE training or, you know, and Kingsley's company are going to be an, are becoming an RTO in South Australia and then eventually over here. Yeah. So yeah. they'll be able to provide yeah. those sort of training opportunities as well. But it's making sure that we find, you know, the right opportunities for, mm. you know, for people in, in the industries that they're most interested in as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're chatting to uh, Rebecca, CEO, Yamiji Southern Regional Corporation and Kingsley Director of Four Ways Fresh. Um, just um, for a moment, Gil, if I can just swing it back around to um, food, taste of the Midwest. Uh, when asked a question, so when it comes to the Midwest itself, is there anything in regards to the food, whether it be an ingredient or even a dish that's stuck out to either of you? In the Midwest? Yeah. 
Doesn't have to be cucumber related. No, it doesn't. No. Oh, I was trying to think cucumber. Yeah. Well, if you've got a cucumber <laughs> one, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, you, ha- you can't go past lobster, really. Mm. Lobster and yeah, lamb, you know, that. anything that's got a protein, I always yeah. think is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I lived in Geraldton 28 years ago. Um, so, you know, we used to eat a lot of lobster and a lot yeah. of lamb. And, yeah. and I think. Um, you know, they're for me are probably my favourite yeah. things when I see them on a menu. Lobster oh, yeah. and lamb, I, I'm liking the two L's yeah. there, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> I can, I, I'm going to do something with yeah. that. Okay, that's yeah. going to come up in the future yeah. as well. What yeah. about yourself, Kingsley? Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a great uh, seafood. Sorry, I'm a great seafood person. So you love love seafood of all sorts. Lobster, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well I don't eat it. Somebody wants to <laughs> yeah. wants to give me a feed. But at the end of the day, I, I love nothing. I like a good you know good yeah. feed of fish at any time. Good, and mm. you know you, you can't get much better than what's uh, what's fished off the coast here. Mm. So, oh, yeah. look, I think. We're so fortunate in that space yeah. and, and, you know, picking up, I suppose, the broader aspect of this as a joint venture. I think for me, why I was excited to bring you guys into the studio and talk about this is because we're starting to see, I think, people going, investing in our region is worthwhile and we've got something really positive to offer here. And some of that is around, you know, people and produce, but also it's around our growing conditions um, and our access to markets and things like that. And so, you know, I think across the board, one of the things that the Alliance is trying to do is have these connections so that people know what's going on and also that that hopefully highlights our area as a as a great place to invest in and and you're right Rebecca bringing up you know in terms of the pathway to net zero conference and looking at many of the um, resources industries and uh, clean energy industries that are coming into mm. our region I absolutely think that the food and beverage space and growing uh, has a major role to play in that and I think that some people underestimate uh, the value of fresh food and mm. where Geraldton plays and the Midwest plays a really important place in that. I used to run Perth Markets at um, down at Canningvale and we had, you know, 28 wholesalers that had mm. the main floors. Mm. You know, you would see hundreds of trucks coming in and out every day. The Midwest is effectively four and a half hours. So, you know, they're picking in the cool of the afternoon or the evening or the early morning. Yep. It's going through the markets and it can be in supermarkets and into people's homes within pretty much within 24 hours. Yeah. And that's a really unique proposition where compared to, say, the eastern states where product might spend hours and hours on the yep. road to actually get to the wholesale market, to then get to the supermarket, to get to the store. And I think that's a really good selling point for, you know, especially in the horticulture business, being able to have that direct sale mm-hmm. um, and having product, you know, into mm-hmm. people's homes in such a very short period of time. Yeah, I think we need to. Um, yeah, one of the things that we'll be looking at too is we, we're not just going to be cucumber farmers. We mm. certainly are at the moment because we have a need for yep. for supply. And the and the first 125 we put in um, on the Yamaji block will predominantly be cucumbers. But from that point on, we're building another you know another 250. We're going in over the next couple of years. Uh, and we'll then be starting to look at other crops. Tomatoes, this used to be the tomato capital of the Western Australia. Gerald yeah. hardly a tomato grown here these days. Yeah. So we see a real opportunity with uh, with tomatoes of all sorts, whether they're cherry tomatoes or, or mm. the, you know the um, you know the the normal gourmet tomatoes, trust tomatoes. There's a real opportunity for tomatoes in this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, so we've certainly got that capsicum. We'll be having a look at an eggplant, possibly even eggplant. We may even plant. We may even plant some this year. So there's there's some opportunities here for other for other uh, fruits to be grown that doesn't just have to be uh, cucumber. Well, it won't be just cucumbers because obviously, yeah. you know, 600 greenhouses of cucumbers is probably even too much for us to handle. <laughs> so yeah, our whole idea is to yeah is to be growing more. So and yeah, and as Rebecca said, a lot of this will finish up in the in the Perth market. 
it anyway. Yeah. Uh, because they're particularly with capsicum and stuff like that, because it gets too expensive to send it over east anyway. So we've got there's some real opportunities for other for you know for other um, for other fruit too. It doesn't just have to be uh, cucumbers. Mm. It won't be just cucumbers yeah. that we grow out there. Okay. Yeah. A lot so, of. Uh, yeah, to uh, look and wait for in the future. A lot of opportunities, uh, potential opportunities in the future as well for people just to, to reach out and speak. And in regards to, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about uh, the Midwest Food Industries Alliance, it's about free flowing of information, people sharing information, people having discussions to help yep. one another um, to grow the industry here in the Midwest, uh, not just to educate as well. But, um, yeah, very interesting, very curious to see, yeah, what the future does hold um, uh, for both of you. And um, I just hope it's nothing but prosperous because that's all we want for the Midwest. I, we just I, want it to be prosperous. I, I think that is the thing. And maybe the other little, um, you know, kind of um uh, point I would make to our listeners today is also around our value add capacity because um, the value add capacity, for example, you know, having to know that you know cucumbers make great face cream. They they are actually not only great to grow, but they are a healthy food source. But they can be also a source that goes in to make different items like face creams and things like that. Uh, if we look at tomatoes and growing that, you know, there's deep heaps of different ways that we can preserve tomatoes into red sauces and those sorts of things. So I suppose our role is also to have a really good awareness across the region of what's happening and then also to look at how people might like to be engaged because there are some people who are going to be very passionate about the growing of Mm. produce and then there's others who are very passionate about the value add of produce Mm. and that brings another whole dimension in terms of investment into our region but also business opportunities for people. So, Mm. yeah, it's just been fantastic. Thank you for leading off our second series and uh, Todd I've got an idea here Mm. I'm feeling the need that you and I need to circle back in 12 months here but we need to do this from a polytunnel so like I'm feeling like I want my work boots on actually I don't don't want my sand shoes on I want my work boots on I'm thinking that this needs Mm. to be alive somewhere you know in a polytunnel and I am going to say that you know we talk about Queensland and other eastern states you know they have the big pineapple and things like that and you know (laughs) I kind of, I kind of had the big cucumber, and then when I said it out loud, for some reason, people gave me an odd look. So anyway, I'm just going to leave that there with you as part of our, you know, kind it would of definitely promotion in different ways. In different yeah. ways, that's exactly yeah. right. But um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that up on the board. We'll have a think about it. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, right. thanks, guys, from the uh, alliance's point of view in having you in today. Fabulous. We really look forward to you know seeing the progress and uh, how th- and opportunities to further update everyone on, yeah. on what's happening. We'll obviously have an official opening out there somewhere down the track, so once we get to that point, we've got something to show people, we'll, uh, we'll be having a bit of an official opening. Um, hopefully we can get some dignitaries from Perth to come uh, to come up and, and um, turn the first sod of soil or whatever, so we'll, we'll keep everybody in, in line with what's happening out there and, and we can uh, get you out there and have a look. That'd be great. Thanks for having us. Right. Thank okay, you, guys. Thanks for that. Beautiful. <laughs>